The North Carolina Healthcare Association is a proud sponsor of the Do Politics Better podcast. The association is a united voice for hospitals, health systems, and care providers to ensure they can offer high quality, lower cost care to all North Carolinians. Visit nchealthcare.org to learn more about how hospitals and health systems are working to make healthcare easier, more convenient, and with better outcomes. It's the Do Politics Better podcast. I'm Brian Lewis. And I'm Sky David. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, NC Pool. So we got to come clean here. We're recording this part of the podcast on December 19th. That's right. We are not going to record the first week of the year. Brian will be on a very nice trip, and I'm sure you will hear about it every day. (laughs) My wife and I are going to Puerto Rico on New Year's Day. We're coming back the Friday, and, you know, it's early January is a good time in NC Pole World to take a vacation. If you're planning a summer trip, don't do it. Yeah. So You haven't been on a trip. Y'all haven't been on a real vacation in a long time. We went to New Orleans last year. Oh, yeah. That was fun. And by the way, it, it, it's one of those cities that feels like it's in another country. It's just so great. But I wanted to go somewhere warm and, you know, get away and just unplug for a week. Because the holidays, it's fun to be off the week of Christmas going into New Year. But it's not exactly the most relaxing time. There's a you know a lot to do. And uh, so we're getting out. But we wanted to have a podcast for that first week of the new year. And a couple weeks ago, Sky, you and I sat down with Senator Vicki Sawyer because she's been having a difficult time on Twitter with, you know, the trolls. And we wanted to have a conversation about it. The Do Politics Better podcast is supported by the North Carolina Travel Industry Association. Founded in 1955, NCTIA has a distinguished history of partnering with the North Carolina General Assembly to strengthen and preserve tourism in North Carolina. Visit nctia.travel for more information on how you can support your local tourism destination and the thousands of North Carolina jobs it creates. Welcome back to the podcast, Senator Vicki Sawyer. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Sky and Brian. I'm glad to be here again. So you came on, it must have been over two years ago. So just to recap, tell us where you're from. Longtime listeners will remember the reference to DaBaby in your podcast. That is true. And you, thank you for remembering that. And it still holds true, even though my district has changed a smidge. Okay. Um, so I have Iredale County and then North Mecklenburg. So I am the only Republican senator who actually can call Mecklenburg County kind of home. I don't live there, but I do represent uh, part of it. But my district still goes from farms to Ferraris. We have amazing <laughs> farmland in North Iredale. We have beautiful vineyards. And then we have Lake Norman, where we have like folks like the baby <laughs> lives there and a lot of folks with a lot of money who enjoy and call Lake Norman home. So it is great. It's kind of a microcosm in North Carolina. So Senator Sawyer, we've had a few conversations offline about social media, in particular X, formerly known as Twitter. We've talked about just the number of trolls out there and 
it just seems like you put a post out and then they just flock to it and they're like vultures and you have struggled with this i've struggled with it sky doesn't struggle with it because she just ignores people on social media <laughs> let's talk about this how sure. how are you dealing with this and let's talk start off with a post you made last week it was a simple post on twitter saying i'm running for re-election yes how dare me? Right. God forbid. <laughs> you heinous GOP witch. Right. I want to read some of the tweets later, if you don't mind, but yeah. it is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And I've actually started off with, as you, Brian, and internalized and, and tried to coast uh, or craft my tweets to be a little bit different thinking that I would get a different result. And now I've turned into a sky. Yeah. <laughs> where I just either ignore or laugh like crazy. In fact, I'm fortunate enough to do a weekly radio show at a local radio station in Statesville. And I've turned in the last portion of that to this thing called Rated X. And we just read <laughs> the mean tweets that come back at me. And some of them just crack me up. I mean, these mean people can actually be pretty funny if you look at it that way. That's true. Your show is called We're Just Saying. Correct. And I, I, it's a great show. Do you know the people that are getting on your feed and throwing bombs at you? You know, I do not. Um, I'm grateful that I don't because if I were to pass them in the parking lot, I have a lot of insurance. I'm afraid what I would do <laughs> to them on a whim on any given Wednesday. Um, but I do not know. And a lot of times they are trolls. And I listen to you guys uh, podcast religiously, and you had speaking about how you are not going to engage with anybody who doesn't have their actual name, and you can verify who they are. And I'm right there with you. I know Nikki Haley took some grief a little bit ago about saying that we should have some responsibility for social media verification of identity. I'm all in. I am I'm actually all in because there are folks out there who just wake up in the morning and go, who am I going to be mean to? Because I have no control in my own life and I don't love life, I think. And so I'm going to be mean to other people to make myself feel better. So if I can be that venue or that outlet for them and have at it, I'll just talk about you on my show. There's one troll that got me a couple of weeks ago and I have a pretty standard response. I say, I'm not going to respond to you until you put your name and your photograph on your Twitter uh, avatar this will be our last exchange. And he wrote back, I can't believe I'm giving him maritime, but it's like Patriot 1776, probably some 19-year-old kid in his parents' basement. But he said, the founding fathers had pen names, and oh. I am like the founding fathers. He's like, give me a break. <laughs> like, our founding fathers signed the Declaration of Independence, put a warrant on their own head when right. they did so, and you're comparing yourself to them, and he's calling me all kinds of names. I think he used the P word. And, uh, yeah, it was just, they, these folks think they're doing good, but I really feel like if you read when they attacked you, for example, mm -hmm. just announcing you're running for re-election, I thought, blondes for Biden. What a loser. <laughs> and, yes. You know? And how they're all for equality and women's rights, and yet they call me old and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does that? Very like, pro-woman. Pro-woman. And why do they all love Ukraine and peace? They, it seems like all my haters have a Ukraine sign and, like, a peace sign and behind their name, but... I got a question back for you too. I now don't look at social media for information anymore. I scroll, I see if there's like a, um, a news article that's hitting. So then I go to the source article. I don't really read or try to follow through. 
do you think that's just me because I'm becoming desensitized to it all? Or do you, or maybe I am old, or is it that people are turning away from social media to get their information? I look at it and I'll search the NC poll hashtag to see breaking news. And you know, there's always something every day. I don't look at post for persuasion, though. I'm not looking there to be, you know, what is the opinion of the Israeli war or the Palestinian plight? I look at it just to see breaking news, and I scan it with a lot of skepticism. Now, I I will say this. I do like an old-fashioned debate on Twitter. Brent Woodcox versus Travis Fain on Twitter is the best Twitter ever in the world. And I wish these guys would get back online and do some debates. For one, they don't resort to name calling. Yes. And, they, and they're both, both very smart. I find that entertaining. I just ignore, well, I shouldn't say that because I do look at who's attacking who because I want to just see the absurdity of it all. So when you got attacked, I didn't tell you this. I'm telling you now. Uh When you got attacked for announcing your reelection, I wrote to Blondes for Biden. And I said, I would like to learn from you uh, your success rate in converting people to your side. And in fact, yeah. Uh, And I said, I'm not. The do not engage is not 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 working. But no, because we were going to have you on the show. And I thought. I would like to see, okay. has Blondes for Biden ever called someone a name and then people go, yay, Blondes for Biden. I'm signing up for Joe Biden next week. I don't think their success rate is high. In fact, I think it's a turnoff to most yeah. people. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's definitely a turnoff to me. And um, again, maybe it's just a function of being a senator for now, you know, starting my third term or hopefully uh, beginning the, that term, then maybe I just have self-selected as well to mm-hmm. figure out what I want to do and but I also talk to my girlfriends in my kitchen cabinet and those folks are not politically involved and they really don't pay attention either mm-hmm. so I almost feel like it's like this slugfest of these insiders who do nothing um, constructive except for again wake up in the morning figure out who they're going to try to make feel bad so they can make them own selves feel better and I feel really sad for those people actually but Sky the question you didn't answer do you find yourself altering the way you look at social media I don't know, because my ex-algorithm has now turned into something different than I think what it was. But I think I have reverted to maybe more of the like younger kid thing, where if I have a question, I'll type it into TikTok to get something. But, you know, that too can be really biased. So I don't know. My wife and I were talking about social media that's out there around the Israeli war and the Palestinian side. And she'd say, well, I saw this and I saw that. And I tell her like, you got to have complete skepticism of anything you read on social media. Both sides have got messages, they have intention. And it's hard to decipher sometimes between what's real and what's not. And I don't know what the answer, I, you know, I don't know what the whole truth is, I have my beliefs, but it is a toxic place. Mm-hmm. And we continue to feed it, like <laughs> engaging in blondes for Biden. Yep. Well, I, it was a direct, I did, it was a direct <laughs> message. I didn't do it on the public. I just sent her a message. And you know what? I saw that she saw it. I, I assume it's a she. I saw that she saw it, and she just went away. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> do you think it's gotten worse over your terms, or... I guess you've been in office only for a time when Twitter is prevalent or social media is very prevalent. And do you think it's worse on X or Twitter versus Instagram? 
Wow. So yes, that's a good question because I've found generationally that Instagram followers are much, much younger. Mm -hmm. Um, and I haven't found a lot of uh, negative feedback on Instagram. Okay. Maybe they're just not watching. (laughs) I haven't looked at my, my, um, data on that to see what was going on. I found that when I first started, people were more brave to use their real name Mm -hmm. in my local thing, in my local district to say negative things about me because I felt like they maybe think that I was weak. Now I think the same people are probably saying the same thing and they're just under the alias of D-Dog or <laughs> you know, I think that um, the anger is still there. It's just masked behind these bots or, or whatever you want to call these aliases on Twitter. I don't know. I think really I've changed. It just doesn't bother me anymore. Mm-hmm. I do laugh at it. And, you know, I joke back and forth with my co-host on the radio show and I'm like, oh my gosh, this one's going to be great for Friday, you know, and it's just, there's... I think, I think the only thing that can change is me and I have over time. And so it just doesn't, it doesn't affect me or bother me. Um, we have a countdown, um, on the radio show that says like Vicky has this many days with no workplace accidents, which means it's called a clapback, you know, so I don't clap <laughs> back at these trolls. So I think I'm up to like six weeks with no workplace accidents and we celebrate it every week. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm excited. I'm looking for that seventh week coming through. Um, but you know, it's a kind of like a pneumatic device too, for me to go, no clap back. You know, like I, I want to yeah. keep my, I want to keep my uh, role going where I don't engage with these folks. Cause I have engaged before. And then folks who are very kind, like a Brian Lewis or somebody else who's in Raleigh go, why are you engaging with these trolls? I'm watching you. Don't do that. This is no good for you. And it's true because at the end of the day, what if I, I, I haven't helped anybody. I haven't changed any laws. I really haven't changed any opinions. And all I've done is open myself up for uh, criticism and ridicule by people who probably don't even vote for me anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. We're going to talk about your radio show in a minute, but I want to ask you this. Is part of the reason you wanted to engage them, that's part of your personality. Yeah. Because you've always had an open door to anyone in the Senate, if whether you agree with the bill, have problems with the bill, want to make some corrections, you listen to everyone, you're known for reaching across the aisle, you're known for being nice to people, accommodating their concerns, if you can, if you agree with them. But it, was it part of that that you're taking that senator mode of let's work across the aisle and you think you could have persuaded them to see that you're not as bad as <laughs> they are portraying you? Yeah, you know, um, and some of it, too, is do not mistake niceness for weakness. Right. And so if I do believe in something and I am heavily involved in it and I do try to see your side and listen just because I'm here listening doesn't mean that you can bully me. And, you know, not to do women and men thing, but I believe that women who are elected are more susceptible to bullying than men. And it may just be primal where they know that maybe a guy will just go kick their, you know, tail out in the, and we cannot. But I've seen it through a lot of other elected women, both Republican and Democrat, who somehow these fellows and women just think they can take these really nasty, cheap shots um, kind of like Don Lemon did with Nikki Haley when he was talking about her and said she's past her prime. You see that permeate through all of it. And when people do insult me or go after me or I see that they are attacking because they think I'm weak, I, would, I do have this, I'm going to, you know, like this guttural thing, I'm coming back at you. I want, even if I can't convince you that I'm right, I'm going to tell you that I am here and I'm not going to back down. Mm-hmm. That's not always healthy. 
Right. (laughs) It's just not because I have the only people I answer to are those folks in my district. Right. And I shouldn't be wasting time talking to people who are time suckers. I should be doing things to help folks back in Iredale and North Mecklenburg County. Some of those folks in your district or your family, how do they take it when they see you get attacked online? They tune out. Do they? Yeah, absolutely. Did they that tune take out. some use to getting used to? Um, so my daughters would uh, trail behind me and local politics, and that is a dirty, nasty business sometimes, those local party politics. You really don't have any friends. <laughs> Everyone is looking at each other. And and that's not just a function of Republicanism. I think that's Democrat and Republicans, especially in heavily one-sided districts like Iredale County. And so they were immediately turned off. They didn't see it on social media. They saw it in front of my face. Um, my husband is wonderful, um, but he just doesn't pay attention. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, again, what you have to choose where you're going to spend your time. And why would you spend your time with someone that is not, you're not going to change their mind. And in fact, you are empowering them and winning, letting them win by letting them affect you and your mental state and your family. So we just choose to laugh it off and go on. I noticed that your husband hangs out on LinkedIn with Junior, the insurance dog, (laughs) a lot. That is one of the last areas that hasn't become toxic, I think, is LinkedIn. Yeah, I agree. I do not hang out on LinkedIn. (laughs) I just like get in the acid. Let's go. Let's go with the toxicity. I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you said something about kindness being of people think that's weakness. I think the exact opposite. I think kindness is strength. I think being a bully, like what we see on social media, usually comes out of insecurity Mm -hmm. and weakness. That's my theory. Yeah. Sky, what do you think bullies come out of? I don't know. Maybe they weren't loved enough. (laughs) (laughs) That might be true, too. I'm not. Yeah. Seek therapy. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Speaking of topics that have gotten controversial, Mm -hmm. a couple topics this year that I think the trolls or people on Twitter really came out for um, the High School Athletic Association. There seemed to be a lot of people fighting that battle for them. And also Senate Bill 20, the abortion bill. Mm -hmm. Did you have people attack you on those two topics? Not a bit. Not not at all. What are you talking about? That was like so easy. Oh my gosh. Uh, So the High School Athletic Association has been one that is very interesting to me. So any battle that we take, legislative battle that we take on, I just love watching people and seeing how they react and seeing the the tentacles of an agency or um, in this situation, a beloved um, high school athletic association through North Carolina and just how information travels. High school athletic association became more important for me as a female athlete because I didn't even pick up that fight until I realized that back in October 2019, their board had decided to allow another controversial thing we're going to do, um, but decided to allow um, biological boys to play in female sports. Now, I've coached young girls in sports. That was actually my favorite thing. The one thing I miss as being a senator is coaching. I miss them so much. I played softball until I became a senator. And so I have just have a long history with the High School Athletic Association and also with female sports. Again, it wasn't that I do not like a certain person. It's just that I feel like we should protect women and women's sports. That's all it is. But when I found out that they made that decision behind closed doors, and then you start pulling back the onion of the, the layers of that onion. And fast forward, I will say if you work with an agency and you have an inquisitive senator, 
namely me, mm-hmm. who ask you questions and you refuse to give answers, then that's probably not your best move. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you probably, it's a really good idea to just like almost give too much information mm-hmm. in, instead of not enough or, or to hide or to uh, divert or to put misinformation out in the universe. Because the more and more that happens, the more toxic the relation be- relationship becomes. And you saw that at the High School Athletic Association. Um, and we just didn't stop until we you know, had got the piece of legislation through that we wanted to. Folks didn't understand that, so they were very upset. The abortion one, I think everybody has an idea of what abortion and where they are at on it. And that's also tough because I was trying to take that pragmatic from all sides, what's not going to upset the apple cart, but what's also going to try to make both sides happy. That's why, I mean, you may have seen me on the floor. I was very frustrated with this idea that Democrats were calling it a ban. When, in fact, I had worked for making sure that there were some significant exceptions, some that actually expanded our abortion law um, that couldn't happen for folks with fatal fetal abnormalities and um, the, the health of the mother and life of the mother. And those were some things that I were very proud about. I mean, I have a personal experience with that. And so to hear that rebirth back, you know, that it was a ban when... You know, that we had folks on the right-hand side who were going for a total, it was just a, it was like, what do they call it? Like that razor's edge. You're just walking on that mm-hmm. razor's edge. I felt that mm-hmm. whole way. And so for me, the trolls and the Twitter didn't bother me so much on that one because the fight was right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And the fight is going to be right in front of all Republicans across the nation in 2024. And I think North Carolina handled it brilliantly. We, we struck a balance. We stuck to it. We struck a balance. We also did a lot of good things for women that had not been done before and for families. There's a lot in the cake there for that, that law. But so the abortion law, not so much because, again, it was, I mean, I, I had to look in the whites of everybody's eyes and talk to them mm-hmm. as being one of the leads on that bill. And you presented all the bills. Again, they're controversial and there's sides to both issues all those issues but I always felt like you were put in that position to be a floor leader on those bills because you do such a good job of striking a balance in your language kind of proves what I've said being in the middle and trying to bring folks together it can be a lonely place in politics it is the most lonely of places in politics it is absolutely you know we've seen recently in some municipal elections some really good people um, who have worked across the aisle, got amazing things done for them, and yet when they go home to uh, maybe run in a municipal election, they get the heck beat out of them because they worked with re- those nasty, mean old Republicans. So it's like the you try to read the pulse of, of your constituency, and they say, we want to see results, we're tired of you fighting, but then when you go to ask them to represent them again, they punish you for working across the aisle and getting things done. I mean, it is very lonely. It's actually scary. Like as you're sitting here talking to me and you say you're in the middle, I'm thinking, oh, gosh, we're going to have primaries. We're going to have filing. Somebody's going to hear this and they're going to say that she's not conservative enough and she doesn't represent me. And so I'm digging up the primary. But I'm actually happily and comfortable to say that I think we should look at all sides. And I liked you. I was against opportunity scholarships and I have changed completely on that. And I think you're supposed to as a human grow, learn, understand and modify your opinion based on fact. Yeah, so we were talking before we started recording. I told Senator Sawyer that 2014, my family went through some 
educational issues uh, with one of my kids and I needed to put her in a private setting. And I realized that I had the means to do that. And I'd spent a career fighting the whole concept of opportunity scholarships. And I felt like such a hypocrite. And I really needed to kind of unburden myself. So I had written this public editorial and Senator... It wasn't even trolls. I mean, people that I knew that I'd worked with who knew I believed in public education, the emails, the text messages, the tweets, the Facebook. I mean, people said they were coming after me. And sometimes it felt like a physical threat. Some said they were going to ruin me. I'd never have clients. And I was just speaking my truth. I was. I felt like I was giving people a perspective that I was able to put my daughter in a private school And I know that some don't have that kind of resource. And I was so disappointed. And and I just watched as friends unfriended me on Facebook, blocked me. I did have one teacher call me and I asked her to come down to the General Assembly and I would have coffee with her and explain more about my position. I really appreciated her doing that. And she said, we agree to disagree. And she gave me a hug. But I mean, it was awful. And yeah. very few people will come to your defense, I find. They don't want to get involved, right? right? You're getting right. attacked. Don't, don't count me in on this. Yeah, I've had um, homemade signs with my name and actually my dog Junior's likeness on there. And um, out in front of my new home, we had just moved, um, where someone had been stalking me and putting signs about Sawyer lied, kids died. And they are the kind where you imagine someone sitting in their basement and they like have Sharpies and they're doing this. Mm-hmm. And uh, they what'd have, your dog have to do with it? I, <laughs> apparently, I kick him around or something. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it was that uh, my logo for my insurance agency has a silhouette of a, a lab, and that's our dog Junior. Um, and they had said that I was beholden, like my dog, to a certain company, um, and that is like that was the whole thing. Um, but these are not like they. Went to fast signs and printed them out because they had they done some kind of uh, artwork on their computer this was someone sitting in their basement i imagine basement um with sharpies and hand coloring signs over and over and over again and placing them out i've had um during the uh, transgender conversation i had a young uh, person connect with me and threatened to you know to kill my children and they hoped that my kills my kids would die um, you know, and you're just sitting there going, okay, again, what, first of all, uh, what am I doing here? Why do I continue to ask to be a senator? Mm-hmm. I mean, what is my win? Where's my gain? Why do we, why am I subjecting my family to this? And why am I subjecting myself to this? Right. But there are those moments that make it all worth it. Yeah. And the first time we were on this podcast, I want to talk about the child marriage bill. That was just such a wonderful moment for me. There's been things like that all throughout my service that I've done, that we've done, that nobody does anything alone up here, that we've done that I'm so thankful that actually actually changed lives. So for that, it's a trade-off, but it does probably the reason why I've moved from letting it bother me to laughing about it is because if I continue to allow it to bother me, then I will never be able to do good again. Yeah. Let's talk about your radio show. This is a place I feel that you really show who you are, not only as a person, but as a senator. You invite folks to come on. You talk about complicated issues, 
I think when I was a guest on, you were talking about casinos, and you even had Senator Berger on, and you did such a good job of presenting both sides. You're telling listeners, look, I get your concerns, and there's also this you need to consider. Where did this come about where you decided you were going to get on the radio and actually, you know, it's like being on the stump, right, where you're accounting for your votes and what's going on in the General Assembly, and you're also educating people. Yeah, COVID. Okay. It came from COVID, and I have a very dear friend who now sits on the city of Statesville Council named Kim Watson. She was working for a radio station. And she said, Vicki, we've got time to kill. <laughs> I said, well, I have a big mouth. Let's, let's see how we can do this. So we started out and every Friday at 11, because there was so much information coming out of Raleigh, people didn't have this outlet to talk to anyone. There was nobody really working at agencies. And if they were, they were just, you know, slammed with calls. So um, I felt like it was a great way to get the message out there and let them call. And they would ask me questions. And now let me tell you, there is nothing more scary <laughs> The no call screener on live air and you're like, oh, here we go. And that was one of the reasons why David Coble, uh, my co-host, had started with me because he knew that if if things got sticky, he could always like help me with that. But over time, we just, we've always been friends, but just the friendship has blossomed. And I think you see that in the show because we just love picking on one another. Um, so the show really just was, and has a local broadcast area and they recently got new ownership and then it went, um, and is now on podcast format called we're just saying. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun and I enjoy it. It's a lot of work. I do get to let my hair down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, And just kind of talk to folks again. Maybe that's another reason why I don't think about social media so much anymore is because I do have this outlet on the radio. The biggest debate we had recently was political signs versus no political signs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a big deal. Where did we land on that? Well, I still hold strong that I (laughs) do not want political signs. You, I mean, it's like playing duck, duck, goose out there. You know, you've got heels on and you went to Mm. somewhere and you've got to take your heels off and go put a sign on and sign up and all this other stuff. Or, um, yeah, but there are some of us out here who are elected on my side of the aisle that love sign like... I don't know. Like Peter loved the Lord. I mean, they just, <laughs> they hold on to those things like, oh my God, they're, they're going to win every election. To me, I think they're just psychological warfare to make the other guy think that you have more uh, money and more volunteers and stuff. Well, we want to get to the tweets segment of your oh, radio gosh. show. Before we do, we're going to put some good music over these tweets. So let's okay, have some well, dramatic readings of oh, mean gosh. tweets directed at Senator Vicki Sawyer. Well, We'll start with this one. So I'm honored to announce that my campaign for re-election to the Senate to continue championing conservative values and advocating for sensible policy, you know, all the, all the fluff that goes on with there. I had a very nice tweet from Brian Lewis, but we won't go that uh, go there. So one fellow says, why are you honored to announce your own decision? Weird. <laughs> anyway, let me help, as if I was looking. You are a gerrymandered bot for the NCGOP. Nothing honorable about that. Ooh, you're a bot. <laughs> I'm a bot. This is our first bot. I'm so excited. <laughs> I mean, that's no, kind of a compliment. <laughs> Maybe I should get a t shirt and wear it under a blazer. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It's a bot. yeah. I'm not real. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So then we have some other good things uh, going on. Another person says, 
you're a terrible person who lies all the time. So basically, you fit right in with NCGOP's brood of vipers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I like that yeah. one too. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's really good. They are so good. They are so good. Um, and then the, the, on the darker side, this one isn't actually funny, um, but to the same tweet. I will, as soon as you tell me how many unwanted babies you have committed to adopt. Oh, wow. So that is, you know, yeah. that, those are those dark ones that you go, I'm not going to clap back. I'm not, I'm not going to have a workplace accident today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, but you want to go back and just go, oh, you know, what, what, you know. Well, let's give your Twitter handle. You can find Senator Sawyer at Senator Sawyer yes. on Twitter. Have you ever made a post where you haven't gotten attacked? No, not recently. <laughs> really? Not really? Since, no, not since the, I believe, the abortion and transgender conversation in the High School Athletic Association. Those, those kind of spread uh-huh. my net wide uh, to grab a hold of all these wonderful mean tweets. There are folks I know that struggle with this issue. We yeah. struggle with yeah. it. You and I have talked about it. We, we struggle with it. It's tough to not... Sky, I've, I've done it before. I have gotten involved. She's like, okay, we're arguing on Twitter today, I guess. And <laughs> <laughs> I think um, if you feel fulfilled, if it is valuable to you, then you should do it. Mm. So, but if you come away and like I do, like I can actually feel my heartbeat and the anxiety and my stomach get nervous over something that's in my phone that I'm engaging with that sucks your time away then if you feel like I do, then you probably should step away. Yeah. Um, but if you are like a Brent Woodcox or a Travis Payne who can get in there and, you know, have a great um, debate, then go right ahead. Mm-hmm. So it just, it's just all personal choice. And hopefully you choose what makes you mentally happy because that is a dark hole that you really can fall down into that some cannot get out. I could see where teenage kids mm-hmm. would could get into some dark spaces. We've heard about, you know, the mental health of teenagers, especially since COVID. It seems like it's a toxic place for, for kids. Especially, can you imagine, all right, so you're a grown state senator, confidence, you've achieved high political office. Can you imagine being a kid out there struggling and you're being attacked? It's yeah, really sad. It is very sad. And, you know, my daughters deal with that as well. And they've learned to just t- do like Sky did. So now I'm just going to tell them, to do what would Sky do? And then we'll do what Sky does. <laughs> but, you know, they've had to deal with that um, even in the classroom about yeah. things. And so, yeah, you're right. It is a sad thing. And maybe, maybe my question at the beginning of the podcast was more hope than reality. Hopefully people will tune out. I, I feel like we do need to, to disconnect and, and not – because that is not a real place. It is not a real place. Twitter yeah. is not real. Yeah. It is almost like this AI thing that is just a negative time suck that can be very, very mentally bad for all all involved, really. Yeah. And we should point out, because um, I know we're going to hear it from our listeners, uh, we have a Republican senator here. She usually gets attacked from the left, although I'm sure with your some of the things you've done, you've probably been attacked from all sides. You could sit a Democrat in here and they could say the same thing. They're getting attacked from the trolls on the right. It seems to be a (laughs) bipartisan problem. Yeah, and I've often told folks that those of us who are in the middle, 
I hope you wake up and start working in politics or volunteering for those who are like us that work and try to do politics better. Because if you don't, this polarization is going to continue to grow. And the reason I feel like we are so polarized is because there's financial gain for the far left and the far right to create this controversy. And Twitter is the thread into which they do it, or Facebook or Instagram and the social media. And it really, if you just take back a step back and you see those of us who are say center, center left or center right, it is so easy for us. And what we do is we put our hands over our ears and we don't wanna hear the crazies talking. But if we continue to do that, the crazies will be the ones who lead us. And I just, I just beg anybody in the sound of my voice, whether you're Democrat, Republican, or Independent, find those people who represent those center values and block out and let's actually get rid of these far right and far left bots. Let's mm -hmm. just call them bots because they are absolutely becoming too powerful. And I don't want to live in North Carolina where those people control our government. Since it's been two years, yes. we are going to re-ask you if you had a magic wand and you could fix one thing in our politics today, what would it be? Same thing. The dark money 501c4 groups who are basically are like bots, but with a checking account that can, is endless. And so I feel like if you are going to support a candidate or if a candidate should get, gain support from you, then you should be someone that stands up and says that. So, you know, I don't agree with all of these big corporations who are being able to funnel money and to send out all of these uh, nameless mean like very mean <laughs> I mean it's like Twitter in your mailbox right I mean it's just mean tweets in your mailbox and the confusion and as a candidate who's benefited from some of those mailers um, you know the the constituent doesn't know that I'm not sending that mm -hmm. and how many times have I been asked will you please stop thank you for sent the mail but it's like you know could you please stop sending mail could you please stop I'm like it's not me or you were really nasty to that guy it's like it wasn't me and so I just feel like this nameless you know, um, public square that we've invented through these 501c4s and now Twitter, I think, are just shameful. Well, Senator Vicki Sawyer, we appreciate everything you're doing in North Carolina politics. We love your social media posts. You certainly know how to do politics better. Thanks for being on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Brian and Sky. The Do Politics Better podcast is sponsored by the North Carolina Beer and Wine Wholesalers Association. Beer and wine distributors in North Carolina are family-owned companies that directly employ more than 5,600 men and women across the state. The North Carolina Beer and Wine Wholesalers Association works with the General Assembly to develop alcohol policies that ensure fairness in a competitive marketplace and promote responsible behavior. Visit the North Carolina Beer and Wine Wholesalers Association at ncbeerwine.com for more information. So it is the first week of the new year and I bet a lot of folks have resolutions. You might already have broken half of them or all of them by now, but I'll tell you, Scott, one of the resolutions that I made years ago was not to talk politics on my Facebook page. It's paid off. The fact that you still have a Facebook. <laughs> I'm holding on. I'm holding on. It's still a good place to see photographs and see how perfect everyone is. And then I have a rule about not engaging trolls, which I, I had that resolution yeah, a couple years do? back. I, for the most part, I do well on it. Uh, sometimes I do engage. Usually, I, like I said in the interview with Senator Sawyer, I say, hey, 
If you're a troll, you don't have your name, you don't have your photograph uh, as your avatar, I'm not engaging you. And that's, I say, this is where the conversation ends. And if they keep engaging, I'll, I'll block them. But <laughs> so that rule does not apply to folks who have their name and photo, like, and, like Andy Stevens. <laughs> Comments every... Every week. Yeah. We put a promo up. Andy Stevens, I think he's with Grassroots North Carolina. I'm not sure. I know he's pro-Second Amendment guy, and he seems like a very nice guy, but... Uh, if we put a, if we put a promo up for a podcast, you can bet on Andy to give you the status of that legislator on constitutional carry. Constitutional carry. It's so irritating. But I don't. My, my wife uh, says, well, "Why don't you just block him?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not going to block someone because he's." irritating because he but you did block that one guy and he always comments on mine i don't know why brian blocked me oh i th- because he he's so degrading right i mean it just I if you're gonna know. if you're gonna you know call me names you get blocked if you want to disagree with me fine anyway you, you you're not a resolution person though no I'm not. I just thought the other day there was a resolution. I was like, I should use this as my resolution, but I can't remember what it was. You're just perfect. No. You decide to change, you change. You yeah. don't need a new year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I go in spurts of things. So mm-hmm. I do think I, I'll go like really hard on like eating one thing for three months. Wow. <laughs> you know I do that. Or whatever my workout is or something. Yeah. When did you start exercising? religiously like getting up early knocking college really Mm -hmm. I had like a probably not super healthy routine in college as far as when I started exercising like I would work out first thing in the morning I would do insanity anybody who's ever done insanity uh they you know it's really intense workout I would do that and then I worked two jobs go to class and then after my second job, which was at the Low household, they had a gym in their basement. So then uh, Amy, who has now passed, and I would go downstairs, work out together again. And then I would go pick up my friend, my other friend, also named Amy, from her dorm room. And we would go to the gym and work out. Wow. So just three a day. All right. In 2023, you could probably count on one hand how many days you missed working out, right? Yeah. Yeah, how many? Well, I missed a couple last year after surgery. I missed That's a couple, right. uh, and you know, it's it's really from surgeries when they tell you not to work out. But this year, when I had that surgery, I would just stand on one leg and lift my weights, or do it in bed. My wow. mom would carry the weights in, hand them to me, and then I would lift for a while. Wow. Okay. Well, I have yet to make my resolutions for twenty twenty four. Well, go ahead. I've got time. <laughs> I don't know what they are yet. I got to get on a better routine, though. I'm hoping the break during Christmas, by the time this drops, I will have been on a good routine, eating well, getting up, and you know, because I gotta, I gotta, I can't do this again. I, I gotta get back. I gotta. <laughs> you uh, say this every year. I know. I know. That's why I don't want to talk about it. Also, every year I say that. I would like for you to get organized. Yeah, it'll be organized. By the time this podcast drops, this desk that you're pointing to will be organized. All right, speaking of 2023, we got to get to the tweet of the week. But since it's 
December 19th. We don't have a Tweet of the Week, so we thought we would do a Tweet of the Year. Tweet Tweet of of the the week. Week. The Tweet of the Week is sponsored by the North Carolina Pork Council, representing hog farmers around the state working hard to do agriculture better. Today, hog farms are reducing their carbon footprint by covering lagoons, reducing emissions, and generating renewable natural gas. To learn more, visit ncpork.org. Our tweeter or exer? I don't know. Maybe we should update that in 2024. I'm holding on to tweet. Okay. Tweeter of the year is Joseph Buckner. He's at jbuck05 on Twitter. And he is our tweeter of the year for his everyday mood board of Representative Patrick McHenry while he was Speaker of the House. They were fun. I mean, it was a scary 22 days. Just who's going to be the next speaker? I was hoping it would be Congressman McHenry. But uh, appreciate Joseph taking the time to show us the various moods. I love the my favorite. Um, don't know what day it was, but Congressman McHenry has his head out the window and he's waving. This <laughs> <is> today's mood. <laughs> so good. Thank you, Joseph. We've been waiting to do for 2023. Brian does this thing when we go on a trip. How we let each other down. So how did I let you down in 2023? How many times did I berate you this year? (laughs) It's got to be over five. (laughs) Which isn't that bad, I think. We see each other every day. I'm sitting here trying to make a list. You really didn't berate me as in go off on me. You've had some days where you've like, sorry, I was mean to you. You know what else you didn't do this year? You didn't correct you in front of people, right? I, you and you would tell me after. Uh, I hold it in. I'm like, I could have corrected you. Uh, what yeah. was it? What was the latest you were telling me? Uh, that wasn't you. That was somebody else. I wanted to correct, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I didn't do it. But so, so our rule is: look, if I'm giving out false information, like it's you know, I just got it wrong and. If we tell someone this, it could be a drastic mistake. You have the right to intercede. But if it's something silly, like, no, he didn't say it like that, you know, then. The thing about you is that you say things with such confidence, even when they're wrong. (laughs) So it's like that time you were speaking about us being at the polls for Senator Britt, and you said that lady's name. And I was like, I was like, that's not her name. (laughs) Oh, right. But you said it with such confidence, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you do that in meetings mm-hmm. and you just say things with confidence. So I'm like, well, go off short, King. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about this later. <laughs> but one of my friends said that we're like an elderly married couple. We just bicker back and forth all day. <laughs> Uh, so if you've ever wondered if our banter on the podcast is how we normally oh act, it is. It totally is. I mean, we could have a running podcast of you just making fun of me all day. Well, it would be different because <laughs> we wouldn't be able to include a lot of what we say. That's true. Maybe a good resolution for us would be less gossiping. Well, no, gossip is fun. <laughs> I don't want to get rid of that. Oh, I like gossip. Doesn't that say something about us like we're small people or something Uh, no it's just nc paul is always giving us so much to talk about yeah if you're gonna live in a middle school (laughs) you gotta (laughs) act like it you gotta go all in (laughs) 
Take it up. How did I disappoint you in 23? There's definitely the tardiness. Yeah. Let's see. There are plenty of things. We do have, (laughs) you know, I think I've talked about this many times before, but your messiness can be troubling. And you know, one other thing that drives me insane is that you use the entire office as your personal closet. Uh So I walked in today, I had to take a jacket and a hat and shoes off my chair. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We have a closet though. Yeah. So like just putting things, you know, where they belong would be a good start. Okay. (laughs) these are things i'll work on yeah just like being late (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna work on it and your bad jokes i think we could we could get new jokes in 2024 we don't have to do the same what's the most irritating joke i tell you we're talking about someone and then you say didn't you two date (laughs) Uh, that's funny to me See, I'm here just to amuse myself, and if anyone else is amused, that's just... Or when you say, it's so hot in here, I'm going to get a yeast infection. (laughs) That's from an old professor in graduate school who used to say that. I know, but on the 600th time, it loses its glimmer, you know? But is it still funny if I say uh, someone like... Lee Zachary and I say, you know, he's really 29 years old. Uh, no, that's see, that's another one. Like it's <laughs> see, I'm laughing. It's just so telling old. The joke again. Like the joke, like you just tell it over and over and over again. Yeah. Which one of my jokes or lines do I use too much? I'm not saying. People are saying. I'm not saying. <laughs> I did you notice that Representative Hall used that when he was here? Yeah. <laughs> Was he was he jabbing at you? It was the speakers podcast we did with yeah. Paul Bell saying it and Jones. Said, yeah, he was at you on that. Okay. All right. So I'll I'll work on some new material in 2024. Mm-hmm. You'll continue to not correct me in front of folks, mm-hmm. but you're gonna still make fun of me. I like it when you make fun. Of me. Yeah, you like to be the victim. I do know that. No, I think that's how you and I show affection towards people yeah some people don't take it as well as others <laughs> but if i'm making fun of you that means i, I like you and i i just want to make you laugh and maybe bring you down a couple notches we look forward to sharing with you all the nc pool news in 2024 maybe take this week off just like brian go on a vacation hit the waves maybe, and remember to do politics better.